This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. <laughs> Oh my word, what a night of tennis. We have just had Catherine Whittaker. We sit here uh, in the photography room here at the Viva Tree Championships. I've got my two beers in front of me. I might need a third. It's that kind of night. You don't usually have two beers at once. Two beers at once, Law. I know. I tell you, I'm really going for it tonight. Uh, and the reason is, well, for a start, we actually had tennis, unbroken tennis, under unbroken skies for most of the day. There were a few flat, fluffy clouds about once in a while. Uh, rain threatened occasionally. But the stories we've had and the the climax, the the crescendo, it was just incredible. Let's work from from that backwards because Andy Murray is back. He is back. I know it's only back in the doubles, but he's a tennis player again. And he's a tennis player with the biggest smile on his face that I could possibly imagine. I, I haven't seen Andy Murray look that happy in well over two years. And, and I think back to when he became world number one at the end of the year in 2016, that's when he looked happy the last time, really. Uh, and obviously he's very happy in his own life. He's got a wife and kids and he's very happy in that regard. But the pain just dimmed his personality for a long time and and it's released it is lifted we've just had a press conference he and Catherine was the second uh, interview that he did live just on the side of the court and and we've got pictures of him he he's just I mean obviously Catherine's interview made him smile <laughs> anyway uh, and Feliciano Lopez but he was just so happy on on prime video wasn't he and then in the press conference it's like he couldn't shut up he couldn't contain it could he it was like it, the happiness overrode all the doer Scottishness. It was it was like it was he was it was just on override mode. It was just seeping out of him. It was it was amazing, joyous, really. absolutely joyous. Yeah, he he was like a big kid. He genuinely looks five years younger minimum mm. than than he did a year ago, even two years ago. It's 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 really quite something. I think that we've 
we've seen and experienced tonight. I mean, is he going to sleep? He must be buzzing. He was so pumped. He was so excited, so wasn't he? So pumped. Let, let's just talk about, about the match itself, first of all, because when I mean, he came onto the court, he got the rapturous reception that you would expect. They were, we were really throwing the matches on at that point, just trying to get, get through the order of play, because what, he didn't come onto the court till about... Yeah. Seven o'clock or something like that. For, for, for broadcasters doing a running order, um, when you're being told, okay, eight, eight minutes between matches, okay, prepare running order, sort all of that. Okay, we're now being told five minutes, five minutes between matches, okay, that's going to go, that's going to go, that chat's going to go, trying to tell Greg Rosetsky that you need to keep your answers short. <laughs> Good luck with that. That's a conversation and a half. Okay, all right, now four minutes. Okay, that, that excellent VT that someone spent half an hour on, that's got to go. It, yeah, it was real... I'm sure it was for you as well in different ways, but it was a real fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of day. Yeah, and then he came onto the court, and uh, I, I, I actually went out there just to try and sample the atmosphere a little bit when he came out. And it really was. People were so happy to see him, and he you could see him really trying to have that game face that you have to have on and yet he couldn't stop smiling even when he just got out there. And that's the thing that he said in the press comments afterwards is that it didn't matter. It didn't matter whether he won. He obviously he's absolutely chuffed to have won. I mean, he said before the match, it didn't matter whether he won. Now he's won and he's bloody loving it. Yeah, <laughs> it's everything. He 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 was just so so happy to be pain free. And he, he said after the match, I don't feel any pain. Imagine how he, he couldn't must, believe it. Could he? he? And this was 15 minutes after the match. When remember. Catherine in Australia after that match you remember that story you told about how he couldn't get on the stool I was know. this year Yeah, that was five months ago yeah I mean I for various reasons part, partly because of how vivid and visceral that moment was for me watching him try to get up onto that stool and, and wincing um, I get really emotional in press conferences hearing him, hearing him talk about the comparisons between now and then and now and a year ago and and admitting incrementally how awful it was how completely awful it was he said this time a year a year ago after that even after a doubles match I would have been sat here I'd have been throbbing and feeling bruised and battered and unable to sit in one position for more than a few seconds um and also the fact that we now know that he was concealing all of that what a what an immense burden that would have been I I find it really really emotional I try and sit at the back so no one can see me having having tears in my eyes and thinking oh she's got PMT (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yes I imagine that that is a consideration that I hadn't thought of um the the fact is that it, 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 that's the image I can't get out of my head is the look on his face and, and the, way, the way he was not that you could see, look around the room the journalists and, and then he, he went on to do several one-on-ones afterwards and he's looking around the, I'm looking around and thinking people can't believe this they can't, he doesn't want to shut up he, <laughs> he doesn't want to leave it's like he wants to stay and keep chatting and uh, anyway the match itself uh, he they got into a groove. I mean, this, they were playing the top seeds. Let's not forget that. Uh, Cabana Farrar. Uh, oh, Farrar. Is that wrong? I don't know. I've been confidently saying Farrar. Okay. I'm, I but don't, I but don't I, I trust you. I'm not 
I'm not doubting it. I just it's a big adjustment for me. You're trusting the wrong person. It's awfully Farage like. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you, look, you're trusting the wrong person because okay. I, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I've just I've just gone with it. So anyway, uh, let's see what I've what I'm saying after two of these. Um, he. The moment that I got out there was, well, we went out there because we were trying to arrange an on-court interview for the BBC, followed by the live interview that you did for Prime Video. Um, and we got courtside, and there were... Was this was the second set a tie-break? I can't remember, or was it 6-3? No, first like set that? was a tie-break. Yeah, so, and anyway, they, so they'd got the break, and then a couple of raindrops started falling. You're thinking, come on, you can't possibly interrupt the match at about 5-3. And then there was this rally, this incredible rat-a-tat rally, where a smash was hit at Andy Murray, and in one movement he managed to hit this half-folly, swinging, double-handed backhand winner off a smash, off somebody's full-blooded smash. And I can't describe, really, the look on my face as that, as that happened. I, I was just open-mouthed. That, that, how, how have you done that? How can you time the ball like that off somebody who's just... And it wasn't a jet, it wasn't an accident, it wasn't luck. He just middled the ball on, on a two-handed backhand off a full-blooded smash and hit a clean winner. And then he just leapt into the air and punched the air. Oh, my word, it was so much fun. Yeah, I want that injected into my veins daily. I want the, the all those feels. Uh, so I want to somehow be able to bottle that and... Uh, and sell it. It was. It was all just magical. How pumped was, was Felicia Lopez? Was so pumped. <laughs> I mean, this, honestly, the violence in his serve at the, in yeah. that, when he was serving for the match at the end. I, mean, I, I was f- sort of flinching. But can you when imagine he hit how serves. much pressure he must have felt to not? To, it didn't look like to it, not let Andy. Well, I he asked. I asked it. this to to Daniela, who who knows Lopez really really well, and and said, you know, he must be because she was talking about how nervous Andy must have been and she was actually talking really she had a teary look in her eyes she was talking about how much she misses feeling nervous because you can't recreate that and, and nerves means you care mm. um, and she, she said that's one of the things that's really surprised her that she desperately misses feeling nervous the way you do mm. before a match and I think I think well, I mean, one of the amazing things about Andy Murray is he 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 makes you care, and people have emotional connections with him for a variety of different reasons. I think for Daniela, she is somebody that retired because of chronic pain, and she sees him doing this. And she played that exhibition in Romania in in Cluj with Simona Halep last week. There was eleven thousand people. It was I mean, it was a roaring success. It was full throttle. Um, Marius Koppel was there playing. Um, and she trained really hard for it because she didn't want to let Simona Halep down and she's come back from it just it's clear how much she's missing it and how much she's looking at Andy Murray and thinking wow this is what's possible this is what's possible and yeah it's only the doubles court but it's giving him the same feelings it's giving him that adrenaline in his veins that's what strikes you isn't it that when we were in that press conference in Australia when Simon Briggs asked him do you think you could make a career as a doubles player and he said no yeah he was unequivocal about it wasn't Mm -hmm. he back then he was and the other day when that was put to him he said well people are allowed to change their minds I'm allowed to change my mind yeah, that's what he said. Um, so, 
he, he has, and uh, here he is. And, and it's, but it is clearly still part of a process in which he intends to try to make a full comeback as a singles player. And yeah, he, I mean, and he didn't shy away from that today, did he? I, th- I thought, you know, he was asked about that. I think it was Kevin Mitchell, Mitchell from The Guardian said, asked him, you know, what's he learned from today? How much information mm. did you gather from from two sets of doubles? And I was expecting him to say, l- limit expectations, because he knows that, all the press are looking for is a I, c- I can make it back in singles says Andy Murray um, so I was expecting him to try and limit expectations there um, but he said yeah I've learned a lot and it's, so all, it's all great yeah, <laughs> and mean, I'm really hopeful he also I, I felt like he gave a little insight into what it must be like to be sort of one of his inner circle tonight in that press conference to be one of his mates or one of his family members when he's when he's feeling good because he was just there was no structure to what he was saying at all. It was just like being in the pub, yeah. really, with Andy Murray. At a Freewheeling Andy Murray. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting. And yeah. incredibly open on the subject of Wimbledon yeah. doubles partners. Who are you going to play with, Andy? Pierre Hugerbert. Oh, right. I thought it might be Nicolas Maou. I was close, but no cigar. Well, we'll get on to him, because he's playing beautifully <laughs> at the moment. I, th- I think Maou was, was one of the people that he would have gone to if... It, uh, Ebert was not available. His, yeah, his I mean, if you're th- yeah, yeah if I you're think that would have been one of his next approaches. But I think Ebert was was top of the list, personally. So he, one approach, one one out of one in the men's I, doubles. I know he was interested in playing with him here as well. Uh, mind you, I think he's done pretty well with Feliciano Lopez. But Lopez, obviously, Ebert's in. He's in the quarterfinals in Halle singles, he? I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and mixed doubles as well. Wants to play. Yeah. Is making calls. Has been rejected by Ash Barty. Yes, he told BBC Sport Russell Fuller in after, after the press comments, and I was there when he said, "He said, you know, I don't really want to tell you all the people that have rejected me, <laughs> but I will say that I did approach Ash Barty, and she said no." <laughs> Which, oh, the rational part of my brain says I understand, Ash. And the um, emotional part of my brain that's had a lot of work in the in the last few days mm. says uh, you have failed all of mankind. What are you thinking? This is appalling. You've deprived every tennis fan of the most glorious thing that could ever have happened. And how can you look at yourself in the mirror? And then somebody said, what about Shay Su Wei? Mm. So we don't know whether he's asked her. Can you imagine? Venus Williams, I've heard mentioned. Oh, all sorts. We, he, we know he got. He said he got turned down by two, I yeah. think. And he said they were both singles players. We know one is Ash Barty. He said they were both singles players, and they were both also committed to play women's doubles, and therefore. Who do you think it was? Could have been Venus, couldn't it? I think it was Serena. Oh! <gasps> Let's end the podcast there. There's no topping that. Can we find out? We've Come been on, executive to... produced by. No. <laughs> do you? I don't know. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why would it be... Why would you not go to the greatest player of all time? All due respect to Venus, why go Venus when you could go Serena? Ooh. If you're thinking Williams... I don't know. Who is the better doubles player, though, out of Serena and Venus? That's a good question. Isn't Venus maybe a better doubles player? The second serve, though, is a... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, know. yeah arguable. Podcast, what are arguable. You Who's the better doubles player out of Serena and Venus? I don't know. Harriet Dart might say Serena. Maybe. Although Venus might say 
you know. <laughs> Harriet, let me down. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Who knows? She said she's up for playing more with Harriet Dart. Well, Harriet Dart is a very good doubles player. She, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen her play at the Fed Cup. Anyway. So, uh, oh, imagine if it was Serena. Imagine if it was Harriet Dart. Anyway, it could be anybody. Harriet Dart turns down Andy Murray. Well, Katie Katie Swan has to be a decent bet, doesn't she? Given they're under the same management sort of... Yeah, I assume she'd say yeah. Yeah. But I also assume she hasn't been... He's aiming high, David. Well, she's good. But I, look, I know, I know what you mean. I mean, he, he's not messing around here at no. all. He's not. And, and this was pre-tonight. This was still when he was an unknown quantity. I, I think Russell reported that the approach to Ash Barty was, was before she won the French Open. Uh, yes, yes. So, and now he knows an awful lot more and will be feeling an awful lot more bullish about it. So if it wasn't Serena then, maybe it'll be Serena now. I think we better talk about something else. <laughs> We've just done 15 minutes on Andy Murray, but it's just such a good, it's such a great story, isn't it? And it, it, you, we come oh, away this. from it. It, it, it. it almost feels like it warrants a show on its own, a bit like when we thought Andy Murray was retiring. Um, because you, you just go through it and you can't quite... It feels a bit like a miracle. In fact, a lo- I think the last um, question in the press conference was about the... I think the word that Ben Rothenberg used was funereal mm. atmosphere about everything that happened in January in Australia in the aftermath and and uh, you know how he feels about that now and uh, I think uh, Andy said well you know I've got a taste for what retirement will be like and I think he ended on the words but I hope that's not for some years yet yeah I think he's pretty convinced that there is a real future here um, so hopefully there is for his sake. How much do you think his surgeon's pr- fees have gone up by? I'll tell you, her head's grown, I know that much, because he's really bigging her up, and uh, yeah. she's like, oh, I'm, all, I'm responsible for this. Um, so before Andy Murray, and he, Andy Murray will be back in with Feliciano Lopez in the fifth match now on Centre Court tomorrow. He'll follow his brother. Did you, By the way, uh, the BBC just completely... Uh, sweeping aside the schedules in order to keep that match on until 8.30 at night, two and a half hours past Quite right, the, well uh, the, the deadline, so, so that was good. Um, and he'll be fifth on tomorrow. Who do they play, by the way? I can't remember, Lopez. And, uh, we right. don't know. Oh, of course. Their opponents are yet to be decided. It'll either be Duminor and Auger Aliassime. Who's playing about six matches a day at the moment. <laughs> or uh, Martin and Shardy. Who are the French Open finalists? You sure, isn't it Dan Evans? Oh yeah, got that completely wrong. It is Dan Evans and Ken Skubsky. How could you possibly forget Dan Evans? Well, I, <laughs> um, I saw Dan Evans earlier on, and he was ordering two double espressos. I said, "Is that really a good the idea?" The coffee is really strong. I think that's inadvised, Ill, ill-advised. And uh, he seemed way more interested in what Frankie Dottori was doing than the tennis. Uh, because apparently he'd won some races or something. He was glued to the cricket yesterday during his rain delay. Right. Well, I, I, I mean, he, he seemed really pumped about Frankie Dottori having won four races. I said, but the thing is, all he does is sit there. Horse does all the work. Anyway. I- uh, that's my analysis of horse racing. I don't know too much about it. Um- cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking. And I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. What else have we got to talk about? Uh, before that, we had Stephanus Sitsipas winning twice, the, winning the ageless match that never seemed to end. No one wanted to win that match. Yes, it. I I compared it uh, with uh, Matt to Chilich against Dimitrov at the French Open, where we discussed the lead being like a hot potato. Yes, and every time someone approached the finish line, it was like, oh no, I can't, I can't do this. You have a go. <laughs> <laughs> which is something I absolutely don't associate Stefanos Tsitsipas no. with at all. But um, Daniela said in uh, um, in, the, in the Prime Studio, she said that Martina Hingis, who she played doubles with for a, for a while, once said to her, you can't win a tournament with having a bad match. And she said, well, this makes me more convinced that he's going to win the tournament, Tsitsipas. Without having a bad match. Without having a bad What did I say? I think you said that, but I couldn't quite hear. Okay. Because you've had a third of one beer. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. I'll have, I'll have had two thirds in a minute. Um, yeah, and she said, "Well, this was just his bad match by his own standards. It wasn't a it wasn't a shock or anything, but by his own standards, this was his bad match." And yeah. she said, "Oh, this just makes me more convinced he's probably going to win this thing." So we've now got Steph and Asitsipas against Felix Auger Aliassime. Have we? Is that right? We have. Wow. Because Felix Auger-Aliassime won twice today. Yeah, beating Nick Kyrgios in the second one. He beat Grigor Dimitrov Gr- first. beat Grigor Dimitrov, and it it made me sad. It, it was kind of... Oh. It made me sad and happy at the same time because it felt like passing of time again, you know? Passing of time is really, really sad. Mm. It is sad. I agree with you. And and Charlie Eccleshare, I think, to, I mean, it was sort of brutal, but really poignant about how saying how can Grigor Dimitrov in matches like that not look down the other end of the court and think I remember when I was the future and I know that sounds awful and I know he's only 28 and I 
I still hope as much as anyone. I really do. I just don't believe anymore. Um, yeah, and it's it's tough. It's that's really tough. Well, what a day Felix Auger-Aliassime has had on a surface that is not that familiar to him. He skipped the whole grass court season last year. He has beaten Dimitrov and Kyrgios on the same day, and. I mean, we'll, we'll have to discuss the Kyrgios match on court. It was on court one, which is a 1,000 seats um, strong. And uh, and he, he Kyrgios had already won his first match against Kabayas Baena? Baena. Baena, okay. He'd I'm won going that. in for your second beer, David. Hold on. You snooze, you lose. You can't take my second beer. You've only had half of the first That one. means you're two beers Whitaker, and I'm... Well, I'm one beer Whitaker at the I'm moment. One beer You're law. half a beer law. We've got to spice this thing up. Oh, only got 10 minutes of the show to go. I can get in one <laughs> in a minute. Um, so, she has as well. Uh, Nick Kyrgios won this first match and he went on to the second one and he, he was pretty loose in the first set and he, he won it on a tie break. And then the stuff started to happen and the arguments with the umpire and the, the stuff. The. the the discussions with the the crowd and and it just it just got pretty ugly to be quite honest. Um, it was it was a really good match. I mean, Ali Asim, he he made me feel that he's even better than I thought he was in today. Just today, those two matches on a on a grass court, he's just so good. His his ability to take on guys that are really hitting the ball hard. I mean, he beat Dimitrov six four six four. Now that's that's a routine win, really, isn't it? And he's got the movement, he's got the shots, and most importantly, he's got the mentality because he does. You know, he's, he's a teenager, and he just doesn't have these massive fluctuations. And look, we know how much we love Nick Kyrgios for so many different reasons, but he just can't handle it. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is that sets him off. Maybe one day he'll figure it out, but at the moment, if if it's tight, if it gets tense, if he's and and he actually said in his press conference afterwards, I was trying my butt off, I was trying so hard, I, I wanted it so much, and he didn't win, you know, and and he just, he, I, I've seen it with you know, if you if you go back to the years of McEnroe, it wasn't just being a brat, that wasn't what McEnroe was. He was a lawyer. He was out there, and he could not believe the decisions that were being made, and. And this is a court that doesn't have Hawkeye because at that particular court, and and Kyrgios just could not handle the decisions that were being made. And well, the fact is, there was a kid down there several years younger than him who could. Yeah. And, and, and yes, and, and Kyrgios made the point that well, we were we were giving each other calls at the end of the match, but um, you know, he, um, he we shouldn't have to do that and things like that, but. You, if you want to, if you want to make the best of, you, of your career, you're going to have to, you're going to have to find a way to win matches like that. Yeah, you? I mean, we've had plenty of discussion, and we we could do it again, but nothing strange really about why Kyrgios behaves the way he behaves. I think he's that's not the behaviour of someone that's happy, um, and for that reason, I'm. I don't, I don't want to come down on him like a ton of bricks at all look he didn't behave well today at all um, but he was also he was just being beaten he was just being beaten fair and square and um, the, look, I mean I get irritated when somebody drop shots me I, I find that 
just disrespectful and just deeply irritating. I want to slap them. I shall note that down. And I feel like what Kyrgios does to opponents when he goes into that mode is like that times a thousand. Yeah. So for an 18-year-old to deal with what Kyrgios was doing today, the way that he did, blows. I mean, he, 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 he must have been thinking, what? What is this circus? <laughs> what is this? Curiosity. Like what? Like Roger Federer said at Madrid that time. There's, there's, we, need, we need a clown. We for need this a clown circus. for this circus. He must have been thinking that, Cur- and yet he still kept his head. Curious said about four underarm serves today. What did he say? It, when- it, to be, it surprised me that he did all that because because he's 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 bros with Felix Auger Alessim, isn't well, he? It's not a disrespectful sh- thing to do. No, but he wouldn't do it to Andy Murray. Yeah, he no, no, he wouldn't. I bet he would now. He wouldn't. Bet he would. He wouldn't. Bet he would. Wouldn't. I've got support here, David. All right. Well, I don't agree. He um, wouldn't. There is no way. Matt, Matt come here. There is come no here. way Nick Kyrgios is underarm serving Matt, Andy Murray. He's got a stop. little hip. Matt, come on. Would, Andy, would Nick Kyrgios of today have underarm served Andy Murray? No. Catherine's right. Right, hold on a minute. I need an, another opinion here. We've got American Andrew here with us. Uh, who, uh, whoa, whoa. What? Has that been decided upon? Well, I've just decided to... You know, he's been with us for a year now. He's been interning with us, just as a formerly man known as Student Matt, formerly known as Grad Matt, now Matt Roberts, extraordinaire social media guru, uh, used to be known as all those things. Now... <laughs> Uh, intern Andrew has just been called American Andrew. So, hello, Andrew. What do you think about uh, about Nick Kyrgios? Would he have underarm served Andy Murray today? What do you think? You're not going to like it, David, but uh, not a chance, I don't think. Uh, we did see Kyrgios and Felix kind of being bros in the locker room this week, but uh, I just don't see it happening with Andy. Three to one. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, He's think. even less likely to do it now because the bloke's got a metal hip. I think he would underarm serve no, him and not give just... a monkeys about it. He's, he completely freezes against Andy Murray. Completely. And even more so now. He spent all week, all he's been asked about all week is Andy Murray. And he just, he, I mean, it's, it's, it's tennis's greatest romance at tennis podcast let us know would nick curios underarm serve andy murray there was it wasn't lost that his tanking started as andy murray started on center court he he wanted to get off and watch andy murray i think today (laughs) (laughs) no 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 he didn't i mean he was he was absolutely he was fuming in the press conference he was he talked so quickly and uh he was very angry he was just upset because he you know how sometimes you say He's too cool to try to care, or, or he doesn't want to look. Well, like yeah. He I cares. mean, my interpretation is he started looking like he wasn't caring when he was losing, he, when he, he knew he was going to lose, when he knew that Felix Auger-Alessie, fair and square, today. was beating him. He definitely cared. He was very yeah. upset, but he wanted to give the impression that he didn't because right. he was going to lose. Okay. Well, let's tell you what. Let's talk about Felix just very quickly because it was uplifting. Him against Sitsapas. Yes, please. What's going to happen? Well, Auger Ali has seemed destroyed him in Indian Wells. What, what is the re- the record? Is one love? No, but, no, the record but is, is more in than juniors. That. As if you include juniors, I think it's three love to Auger Ali Asim. What do you think? Right, come on, predictions, everybody. It's tomorrow. We need to 
Well, Andrew's got Raonic winning the tournament, so oh, this is all the relevant. How's done today? Raonic has won in straights. <laughs> Looks just as much the champion today as he looked yesterday. <laughs> and I'm standing by it. Were you He's out on win. court 412 watching him? Right. Okay, so uh, Andrew's gone big with Ranich early, and, uh, and he's just backing him up. I mean, the bloke had a, a big back problem the other day. Some, there is something in this, though, that he's just going about his business. He's not, he's not saying, he's not making quips about how there's no Hawkeye out on court 412. He's just earning his place on centre court. Actually, 412 does have Hawkeye. <laughs> so, um, the... Uh, the, the where have we got to? Sitsipas against Ojeli Osim. I'm going to yeah. go... I'm going to go Sitsipas. Yeah. Revenge time. First ever win. Yeah. This is he the time. He got tight today. What do you think, Andrew? I, yeah, I, I would have said Sitsipas six hours ago. Uh, <laughs> but Steph didn't look as good in round two as I thought he did yesterday against Kyle. And... I didn't watch any of Felix today until Kyrgios started tanking, so I guess I'll stick with Steph, but I think three sets. Okay, so we are. He did get tight today. What do you think? Yeah. He, which, which was... I'm not saying he's never got tight before, but I've never seen it as demonstrably as that from mm. Sitsipas. Oh, can you give me a prediction or what? <sighs> yeah, I, th- I think Sitsipas... Okay, he wa- he wants. I'm not saying Ojeda-Sim doesn't, but Sitsipas wants this title. Like, I mean, sort of scarily much. Yeah, he does. Come Scary. On then, let's let's have it, Matt. Yeah, he he did get tight, but he played through it. He, he got through it and found his best tennis when he needed it. Sitsipas, and yeah, I think I think he'll win in three as well. But he, he looked a bit gassed today, and he could maybe do with. Getting it done in two, but yeah, I'll say it's passing three. I'll, I'll make a completely illogical prediction as, as always. That section of the draw, am I right? Is the Lopez Raonic section of the draw? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. So Andrew is backing Raonic against either uh, against, against a Lopez, a Lopez, and then either Sitsipas or Ojeda Yassim. Is that right, Andrew? That's right, and I think Matt just touched on something important there that Steph could use with getting it done in two tomorrow. And if he doesn't, Raonic will be waiting. <laughs> Raonic, <laughs> Raonic is waiting. That's right. the take-home message okay. from this podcast. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I, think, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, so that, that's the one half of the draw. Uh, the order of play tomorrow. I mean, I've got any of the results to bring you very quickly. Uh, we've got a... Schwar- Media director's all over it. Diego Schwartzman beat yeah. Marin Cilic. I mean, when they were at the net together. Was, that was, was only his 12th ever grass court match. Ah. Schwartzman. Matt Roberts has got something to say. Chilich was not good. <laughs> he had a bad day today. It was we quite difficult them. to watch, actually. I, if you compared the Marin Chilich we saw today to the Marin Chilich here last year, the contrast was so stark. Mm. But, yeah, just Schwartzman's 12th grass court match and third grass court win. Yeah, OK. Uh, Don't uh, heap insult upon injury, but he did also lose doubles today. <laughs> oh, God, I feel so, he's a lovely bloke. I feel so sorry. I mean, for- it's to the extent now that I'm concerned that there's sort of something else going on with with Chilich it's just not got, just a sort of confidence vicious circle oh, but I, I, I just it's I just want him to be okay he's, he needs confidence 
big time. It's that, it's that Andy Roddick quote, confidence over experience. And Chilich had all the grass court experience, but n- absolutely none of the confidence whatsoever. You're too good, Matt. You're too good. But uh, that's this, isn't that the story of this week? All of the all of the experienced grass court pedigree players have no confidence at the moment and all of the confidence players don't really have the pedigree and experience on grass yeah I think you're right um, Andy Roddick's called it Stan doesn't know good for Raonic Stan Wawrinka was playing so well for about two two sets uh, and then somehow didn't win the second one and then he reverse was reverse diesel again and then he was a break up in the third set against Nicola Mahu who's about 48 and and still, Mahu managed to win. Uh, it was incredible. Proper grass court tennis being played by Mahu. Um, 37 years old is the men's tennis sweet spot. Yep, it is. Uh, so that means if I could just go back in time eight years, I would uh, have a chance of still making it. Um, on the schedule tomorrow, so Schwartzman against Medvedev at 12, then Sitsipas, Ogier Aliasim, then Lopez Raonic. Then it's Jamie Murray uh, and Neil Skupski playing in the doubles against Continent and John Pierce. And then not before 5.30pm, Lopez and Andy Murray against either Evans and Skupski or Ogier Aliasim and Dimonor with uh, Mahou and Gilles Simon on court number one. So loads of stuff to come tomorrow there's also the Paul Hutchins Trophy the junior event between the United States and Great Britain that's played here tomorrow the wheelchair event as well some fantastic players involved like Alfie Hewitt and Gordon Reed in Halle to this uh, this lovely fine day we've had Roger Federer <laughs> win 7-5 what are you laughing 7-5 in the third against Joe Wilfred Songer my goodness how long was that he won 7-5 in the third 2 hours Federer. and 16 minutes 7-6 4-6 so that's the scoreline there uh, Alexander Zverev beat Steve Johnson in straight sets in Birmingham mm. today we had the defeat of Naomi Maybe Osaka Naomi Osaka lost 6-2, 6-3 to Yulia Putintseva, which is a bit of a surprising result. Venus Williams won. Williams is through to the quarterfinals. Ash Barty just swept aside Jennifer Brady, 6-3, 6-1, and probably could still find time to play doubles with Andy Murray if she could be bothered. Not, but apparently she just doesn't want to. So that's not happening. Uh, and then in Mallorca, Angelique Kerber beat Maria Sharapova, 6-2, 6-3. That's your big highlight result there. Sharapova confirmed she won't play uh, another event before Wimbledon. Not that that's I thought you were going to say news. not play Wimbledon. No. She's going to I mean, one. none of it's particularly massive news at the moment. Okay. There well, anyway, there we go. There's, there's news. Uh, th- you've just made your debut, Andrew. How was it? Uh, better than I thought, <laughs> but it was great. Awesome. We, d- we do get accused of being too overly British, right. don't we? So okay. Do you, do you understand what we're banging on about, really? I mean, honestly. Uh, for the most part. Banging on about is not a phrase <laughs> I've used before. <laughs> okay, you'll have to teach me a few. Uh, so, Matt Roberts, Andrew Bridges, uh, Catherine Whittaker, me, David Law, um, on the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, executive produced by TennisBalls.com, uh, with our mascot, Rio with a Y, I remembered. And uh, that's about it for another day, folks. Andy Murray's back. We'll be back tomorrow. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.